Welcome to the Moon and You podcast. My name is Susan Hart. On today's episode, I talk to Kerry about the full moon in Taurus. Kerry begins the conversation by unpacking all the elements of Taurus and the full moon. And later, I discuss how this full moon and the Taurus energy may impact on your menstrual cycle. But first, I wish to acknowledge the traditional owners of this land on which this podcast is being recorded, the Awabakal people of the Awabakal tribe. I pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging, and I extend this respect to any Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islanders who may be listening. Always was, and always will be, the traditional custodians of this land. Welcome back, everybody. It is such a delight to have here with me, as always, by my side, <laughs> the lovely Kerry Hurrigan. Hello, Kerry. Hello, Sue. How uh, are you? <laughs> I'm really well. Oh, I'm really that's well. That's good. That's good. Today we're talking about the full moon in Taurus. Yes. And I did ask you about the eclipses as well. Mm-hmm. Apparently there are going to be some eclipses, so I'm really excited about yes. you sharing me all this information. So I'm going to allow you to just speak freely and then we'll talk about the menstrual cycle and how that beautiful full moon will mm. may impact on our cycles. Yes. Okay then. Well, Sue, since the beginning of Scorpio season around the 22nd of October 2021, it has been a very stressful time and the intensity will continue. So in saying that, we had a new moon in Scorpio on the 4th or 5th of November where Scorpio is about transformation and for that to occur there must be stress and intensity. The analogy often used is the caterpillar that changes into a butterfly. So you can imagine the processes that miraculous little creature goes through and what it becomes. Well, we are no different and change must occur. Things cannot continue as they are. With change, intensity and stress are involved with the letting go of what is known and familiar to the beginning of the unknown for that transformation. Taurus is the polarity of Scorpio, both are fixed energies that involve our emotions and sensitivities. The Taurus full moon, there is a lot of intensity around at the moment. The full moon phase, the eclipse and other planetary aspects are correlating to this on a collective scale and on us as individuals. The full moon in Taurus on the 19th of November 2021 will be at 27 degrees and 14 minutes. So make sure that you check the time and day for your location to see where this is happening in your own chart. The reason the full moon can be a stressful time is that we have these two luminaries, the sun and the moon in opposition to each other representing different energies the sun is expressive and active with the moon being internal and passive so as we grow and develop we let go to what has come to a completion stage the moon leaves the sun entering her waning phase journeying back to eventually join the sun again to begin the new phase all over again and um, and that'll be in Sagittarius on December 4th In the full moon, we can be challenged by feedback from others or feedback from our environment. So as mentioned, the full moon is about completion, culmination and closure, where we either can continue with our intention that we made approximately six months ago when the new moon was in Taurus, we can correct the course or we can just release it and let it go. Around this, 
we feel there is no more we can do as the meaning presents itself and we can reflect. The lunar eclipse happens only minutes after the full moon and it will be at 27 degrees and 17 minutes. Eclipses are also often accompanied with intensity as it opens up our feelings and emotions with emphasis on where the full moon in Taurus is transiting in your chart and include also looking at the houses of the sun and the moon which are the fourth and fifth houses for those of you who don't know. So lunar eclipses makes us look at what's happening in present time. This helps free us from the past to look at things more clearly in present time. This combined with the full moon energies help us clarify what we need to let go of so we can change for a better future. So with the full moon, we will see issues that are related to Taurus. So these are things like self-worth, money, finance, the economy, banking, the stock market, property, food, land, agriculture, climate, survival, security and safety. Medically, it rules the throat, vocal cords, weight, the senses and physical soundness. Taurus is a steadfast, persistent, non-confrontational sign due to its introvertedness. It is sensual, sexual and just very simple. Taurus is about our resources and we are a resource of ourselves. After all, we have a brain, a body, and we come with skills and knowledge. And we consistently see people earning additional incomes with their hobby skills and talents. The moon is fully illuminated in Taurus, shedding light on the dark underworld of its polarity sign Scorpio. The sun in the opposing sign of Scorpio relates to issues around secrets and what is being kept hidden relating to power, corruption and sex. So as we look at this on a global scale, secrets will be revealed as Scorpio goes down deep in the mud and the murky waters to expose what has been hidden, bringing to the surface into the light. We most likely will see the secrets of the rich and powerful. And at the time of this recording, we have been, haven't we? This will continue as we move away from the old ways of inequality of the past, witnessing the collapse of old systems. This is an ideal time to bring things out in the open and shed light onto them. So this is more on a personal note. So it's good time to have those difficult conversations that have been delayed. Take your awareness to slow down and ponder on how you feel, what emotions you are experiencing and how they relate to your sense of worthiness. The full moon in Taurus is such a beautiful placement, combining the feelings of nurturing with patience, your values, kindness and tolerance. Taurus is a very gentle and patient energy, so it's a good time to show yourself some patience and kindness in doing what is best for you. So is there a part of your life that needs more stability and commitment to build that solid foundation? Both the moon and Taurus relate to feelings of of security for our survival, hence the connection with resources. The distortion of Taurus is a lack mentality and in the extreme can express itself as hoarding, starvation, isolation and even prostitution. So what I mean by prostitution is where do you undersell yourself? So the other thing is to do you deny yourself or sell yourself short? So now is the time to reflect where, if this is so, and what can you can do to change things. Taurus, a fixed earth signs gives you endurance, 
persistence and commitment for building stability in your finances, health and relationships, especially the relationship with yourself, including what you share in your relationships, shared money, your property and your business. The moon rules our emotions and feelings of security relating to our past, our childhood, home, and it's the filter with which we view our world based on our past experiences. If we place our stressful past experiences and feelings of insecurity on our present life, we will scare ourselves, we'll be in fear and wonder why we keep creating the same situations, attracting the same people and the same experiences. So Taurus sends us to our internal world to take time to contemplate and change what we must for different outcomes. We have to change from being the person of the past where we keep recreating the same thoughts, feelings and experiences and to do that we must change the way we think, act and feel to create the effect we want for our ideal future. So instead of being at the mercy of our future, we create our future deliberately. The first step is being aware of what we are doing, thinking and feeling in order to change and we must change from the inside out. Now, as I think I mentioned last podcast or the podcast before that, uh, that I had started to revisit Dr. Joe Dispenza. Anyway, so I highly recommend Dr. Joe Dispenza, uh, and he has written some incredible books, one called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, in which he explains on a scientific emotional and spiritual level why we recreate the same experiences and how we can change for our ideal life as usual i recommend louise hay and byron katie and uh there's a link i'll give sue to a short video where he explains this beautifully so one of the ways he recommends addressing these things is through meditation meditation is just so incredibly powerful and Taurus sends us inside. It's an internal energy where we're sent back in. So when we invest in something outside of us to make us feel secure and it's taken away or leaves us in some form, whether that's a person, money, a job, a house, we go into a life crisis only to look for the next thing outside of us to invest in to give us security. So the only true inner security must come from within. Taurus is a sign for the senses, relates to the physical, sexual love, self-sex even. In fact, Taurus seeks out and delights in pleasures. So make time to watch a sunset or listen to your music, have a beautiful meal, a warm embrace and being in nature. Collectively, we must look at our future in relations to our planet and humanity. An exciting future awaits as we see the people all over the world wanting to change to a future free of pollution, creating community and equality. In your own life, where are you polluted? Are you out of balance somewhere? Are you restricted by your limiting beliefs, your old habits of the familiar that keep you stuck? Your future is up to you. You have the power and persistence to make change for the better in your life, whether that is your health, your finance, including your emotional finance and relationships. On a grander scale, it is the people, not the politicians, who have the power. We see the distorted patriarchy in old ways that are like a dying dinosaur fighting for its last breath, only delaying what is inevitable. This also applies to you. What distortions 
are keeping you stuck in your old ways that aren't working for you anymore that you have to let go of. With seven out of the 10 planets in fixed signs, we can look more closely at where our strength is. The fixed energy gives us endurance and persistence to build strong foundations for now and your future. The fixed energies give us patience, creativity, as we all play a part in what we want to leave behind, bringing in change for a better future for the generations to come and our lives now. As I looked at the chart, I noticed this on the 17th of November, which is actually the day of this recording, we have the Moon and Uranus together, both in Taurus at 12 degrees opposing Mars, also at 12 degrees in Scorpio, suggesting sudden shocks or disruptions possibly to do with land issues and is also known as a signature for earthquakes. So you may experience yourself having sudden disruptions and shocks in your foundations, possibly something you are trying to hold on to and are frightened to let go of. This is good news as it brings it to your attention to look at and decide. Mercury along with Mars is also opposing the full moon, suggesting angry people expressing their views. That's not news, it's every day there's somebody angry expressing their views. The moon representing the masses. Being aware of this in ourselves may avoid arguments or or angry communications in some way, uh, include how we speak to ourselves. If you can be in nature or do something physical to spend and channel this energy. Once harsh and angry words are spoken, they cannot be taken back. Venus, the ruler of Taurus, is in Capricorn, also relating to issues of money around big corporations and governments, connects in an opposition to Uranus in Taurus. Uranus is associated with sudden shocks and disruptions, which also relates to the financial markets, money and cryptocurrencies. Watch for disruptions around the food supply. In applying this description to our own lives, Venus is also about love and beauty. In Taurus, we see the inner Venus relating to our self-love and our values. Emotional disruptions and shocks tip us out of balance where we must make quick changes to find that homeostasis. The key is if you do experience this in your life, it will get your attention so you can change for a better future. Saturn squaring Uranus, this is part of a T-square where we see the clash of the titans. The square aspect signifies confrontation and imminent change. So it's happening all the time. As we lead up to these two giants in an an exact square on the 24th of December, we will feel the tension as the old ways of the past versus the ways of of the future. The old ways being Saturn testing the old structures of governments, bringing more authoritarian ways among people, only creating more stress and limitations. So you can see the intensity keeps coming for change to occur. Look at this on a personal level. Again, we look at the structures in your life, what limiting structures are creating pressure, limiting you that will only keep you stuck and on the hamster wheel. Uranus brings sudden shocks and disruptions because the early warning signs for change have been ignored or suppressed. Change must happen for development and improvement on a global and individual scale. Pluto will continue the is in Capricorn and will continue the purging, bringing into the light the corruption, greed and misuse of power. No politician, big corporation or billionaire that has acted dishonestly or immoral 
or a morally will prevail. Pluto remains in Capricorn till 2024 where it moves into Aquarius where transformation begins. The old ways that only serve the elite will continue to implode and crumble whether they like it or not. So applying this to your own life, where are you corrupted or are you corrupting yourself? Keeping things hidden and misusing your power to yourself, costing you in your energy. Pluto is known as the planet of transformation and this is serious transformation. He rules destruction and death but also rebirth. Pluto has a brief visit to Aquarius from March 23rd, 2023 until June 11th, 2023, then goes back into Aquarius on January 21st, 2024 and stays there till 2044. Now, even though it may sound catastrophic in parts, we as a human family and as individuals have a very exciting future ahead for our planet and all living things that dwell here. But while ever we hold on to the old ways that aren't working, it is inevitable that something will and must change. The downfall will make way for equality, compassion and creativity and freedom in our lives and we will live in a better quality of life. The shift that we are going through is very challenging for some and puts people in terror. Uh, some people in terror. Our ability to adapt to change will be to our advantage as the change is continual. So if you want to know how you adapt to change, look to the sign on the fourth house of your birth chart. We are seeing the distorted patriarchy do whatever it must to survive and it simply will not. The distance between the rich and poor are only getting bigger. We're seeing more polarising in the masses and we will see more authoritarian strategies from government with restrictive and limiting measures while the wealthy do not live by the rules we do. Uh, Many old systems are crumbling, financial, political, religious. They've got cracks in them so big you could drive trucks through. We live in a world of information where you can really, where you really ask, is it true what I'm being told? Or can you go out and find out for yourself? It is also a time where we must show compassion for those who need it most. And this is very difficult when compassion is called for a corrupt politician or an immoral and unethical individual. But this is what we must do. So showing them compassion sets us free as well as them. We all are alive at this moment in time for a reason. We really all signed up for for this. So the way to elevate yourself from the just the fear that's constantly out there and they're you know constantly getting you know we're told how bad things are, how terrible things are, is to keep feeling gratitude and thankfulness and love in your heart. Maybe you have to. Put your hand over your heart to feel it and drop into your heart. Turn the TV off and nourish and nurture yourself. Thank you. I will put uh, give you the links to all the resources I've um, mentioned and I hope everybody enjoys the Taurus full, full moon. I'd like to begin this session with week one. And week one is where we look at days one to seven. And day one, of course, is the day, first day of your bleed or the first day of your moon time, Kerry, or first time of your menses, all these beautiful words. We just called it period. But I don't know if they call it that now, do they? I don't even know. I don't think they do. <laughs> <Okay>. No. <laughs> 
So week one. So during Menzies, women feel vulnerable at the best of times. Did you ever feel vulnerable, Kerry? Totally vulnerable. Yes. Totally. Yes. And do you know why you would feel vulnerable? No, I didn't actually. I think it's because of the lack of hormones. That's probably the biggest, the biggest reasons because we feel a bit raw. Mm. Yeah, a bit more. So there is a physical discomfort for most women this week, not to mention the inconvenience of bleeding, especially if there is a major function to go to. Because I used to remember, um, I used to hate wearing tampons and so I'd wear pads Back in the day, yes. they were very thick. <laughs> do you remember? I do. It was so thick. I couldn't believe it. And so when you when you walked, you sort of felt like this waddle in between your legs. It was so embarrassing. Oh, oh it's terrible. Imagine um, our, our mothers, what they went Oh, well, they, well, I remember my mum having the strap. So you'd have like a garter strap around your stomach and then because um, there was no adhesive glue mm. for the um, strap. Just tuck them under to plastic strap or something. I think, yeah, like it was bizarre. Yeah. But thank goodness um, in the when I got my periods in the yeah. 70s, they had those little pads now, that adhesive pads. Yes. But listener, you are so lucky because <laughs> they are thin now and you didn't have to wear, you know, a belt strap for it. It's crazy. Mind you, Sue, if I could just say, not one time did they ever make me want to run through a field of daisies. <laughs> Ever. No, me neither. Mm. And they didn't smell as nice as as one. Anyway, so we're talking about the inconvenience and the vulnerability of feeling the discomfort. So may I suggest you take a few moments for yourself and ask these questions. (sighs) Take a deep breath. Why am I pushing myself this week? And can it be moved to another date? And so what what I mean by that is that sometimes we just push ourselves because we have so many convenient things now, like we have pills to hide the cramps, we have, you know, ultra thin pads, and we have tampons, and it's all very, all very convenient to make everything disappear, so that we can continue um, pushing ourselves and doing the things that we want to do. So I would like to encourage you to stop, just stop, and go, yeah. I've got my period today. I just want to relax and I just want to take it easy. So considering also the feel-good hormone estrogen is starting to climb this week, you might like to take it easy on yourself. Now, Kerry, Taurus is about beauty, sensuality, softness, and may I say grace? Mm -hmm. You can say that. So I would think that all these things about this this full moon is um, would that be the higher energies of Taurus? Oh, would it? yes. Yeah, and the high vibrational energies of Taurus, mm-hmm. entering into that space and just resting while you're on your period. I think that would be just perfect for this time. Well, if you look at Taurus, it's the bull, and the bull, it slows down. It's the energy sends us inward. Those higher vibrations that you mentioned make us feel light. Our burden is lifted. When we get into that distortion of Taurus, which I mentioned earlier about uh, hoarding, which is linked to worry, you know, starvation, am I holding something back? In other words, like, uh, will I do without to, for what? What are you going to do without for? And the prostitution, are you selling yourself short or giving too much of yourself away? So that puts us into those denser vibrations, which really 
uh, it's like walking through wet concrete. And just mm. as you've mentioned, you're dealing with everything else. Everything else is trying to be hidden. Mm. You know, the or symptoms are trying to be hidden and mm. and we try to hide them ourselves and that energy it takes for us to do that. Mm. Just it's not mm. good for us. So when what mm. you just have just mentioned there, mm. they, yes, they are. So I like to always emphasise on the high vibrational mm-hmm. energies of almost everything. Yep. So, yeah, so that's what I think to, that we should do. So with week two, and our week two, our days are eight through to days 14, which is when you ovulate. So this is the week when estrogen rises and is dominant. This hormone peaks at day 14 and then, of course, you ovulate. Estrogen is a feel-good hormone and not only does it prepare your body for ovulation and a possible pregnancy, it has been shown to elevate the mood of women and embrace everything from shiny hair, glowing skin, perky breasts, happy disposition, smarter and quicker brain reaction, and there's just so much more that I can talk about that, and more and more science is being revealed about these things that happen to us. They're all more the psychological aspects of estrogen as opposed to just the physical aspects mm-hmm. of it. So you have seven days of bliss ahead. I would suggest you bring forward into this week anything that needs attending to, anything that's emotional or physical that you need to deal with. So, for example, I've just recently went to the dentist, Kerry. Did you? Yes. <laughs> I want to get my teeth whitened. Okay. Now, at 55, I've had a lot of red wine, a lot of coffee, a lot of food that stains the mouth. And I've also had a lot of fillings. Mm-hmm. When I went to the dentist, it was quite painful because they use this water drill. Mm. And they really go down into that nitty and gritty. And they don't believe in anesthetic. And it was quite painful. I just stopped through half of it. It was so painful that oh, I can't do this. So you got your teeth cleaned? Cleaned, okay. yes, in preparation for the whitening. Right. And um, I haven't had the whitening done yet, as you can tell. Okay. <laughs> it's just cleaned. Yes. But it was really painful. So so that was that's one tip, listener, is that if you have to go to the dentist, this is the week to do it because your estrogen, high estrogen, brings with it endorphins. And endorphins is a natural painkiller, and we have spoken about this for the last four years on mm. our podcast. I always forget, but with me and through going through menopause, I don't know when my estrogen is going to hit because after, after during menopause, estrogen does rise, but it doesn't come from the ovaries. It comes from other areas of the body. And my indication of when I get my uh, estrogen boost is when my breasts get really full and tender. Does your breast at sometimes do you get it? Sometimes, and I hmm. wonder what that was. Estrogen <laughs> from the fat stores. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And so, but unfortunately, I have to book the dentist. Like, I can't say, "Oh, my breasts are big, therefore endorphins are here, so therefore I can book my dentist." Because you've got to book it out a lot longer. So, but you do, listener. You have the opportunity because you know when you got your you're in your second week, mm. so you can plan for it. So I suggest that that's what you do. You go and book the dentist appointment or if you have to have a needle or if you have to get your legs waxed, you know, all those physical things that, you know, you sort of cringe at. But also emotionally, emotional aspects um, as well. So if you have to have a difficult conversation, if you have to come clean with somebody with the truth, 
and and you find that difficult. So this is the week that you do it in as well because of the estrogen. I've got here camping as well. Like if you've got to go camping, if you hate it, so do it through this week. Hiking, you know, anything that's to do with your legs that you have to run or you have to, um, and, and, you know, you could get tired out. It's important to do that as well. Yeah, so that's good. That's what I have. Okay. <laughs> oh. Are you waiting for me to say something? I'm always waiting for Kerry to say something. <laughs> well, from based on what you've just said, yeah, the, the Taurus energy can... Well, it depends where you've got it, of course, but it, it can help with that, you know, the slowing down because this also, from memory, what you've told us before is the week where if you want to get something done, this is the week to do it. Mm. And um, that that Taurus energy can give you that persistence and uh, really determination, okay, this is what I'll do this week, this is it, this is on the list. I go to the dentist or I go to get my legs waxed or mm. whatever it may be. Yeah, yeah I think mm. it gives you that staying power. Yeah. That, yeah, that, yeah. Lovely. So week three, uh, this is the, uh, the days like day 15 right through to day 21. So there are times when you need to be in your comfort zone. I love my comfort zone. <laughs> really do. I think we all do, don't yes. we? <laughs> yes. So and comfort zone is not a dirty word. I hear a lot about saying, oh, you've got, you've got to get out of your comfort zone. You know, I'm thinking, hang on, I want to just challenge that. Mm. So comfort zones are necessary and sometimes you just need to be there. Mm. So I would like to debunk that myth and saying stay in your comfort zone for week three. So during the last new moon in Scorpio, Kerry, mm. so did you feel the need to push yourself or to transform and evolve? I absolutely did. Mm. And I found myself having these thoughts and I thought, you know, pondered on where they were coming from, mm. the necessity to change something. Mm. I usually blame myself for not finishing any projects because week three is all about progesterone. It's a sedating hormone. It allows the uterine lining to be thick and to be delicious so that any egg that's been formed can stay in there. But from your point of view, because I still feel as if I have a lot of Scorpio energy left over because I'm, I'm still wanting to delve. So that's why when I'm moving into this other Taurus, I want to try to be more softer with myself, more kinder. Does that make sense? Yes. I don't have those feelings of guilt from a point of being obligated to do something. I used to and would really go to town on myself and do things when I absolutely did not want to do something and then I would experience the guilt. I experienced guilt in many ways. A bit of personal information carried guilt, harboured guilt, chose to hang on to guilt because for all kinds of distorted reasons, but I realised that I had to let it go. Bringing in the Taurus energy here may give you that ability just to, if we're talking about guilt or any other anger, guilt, frustration, jealousy, all those very dense emotions, just to sit with yourself, not just to stay with that, and ponder, why do I feel guilty? 
what is it I'm feeling guilty of in relation to Scorpio? Because guilt is, from an astrological point of view, will bring in Capricorn, Saturn. It depends where you've got Saturn. If you've got Saturn in Scorpio, that may trigger that at a more deeper, intense Mm. level. Mm. It could also be Virgo because Virgo is that not being, you know, Mm. good enough. Take yourself on a quest. You're going to go down into the pit. Depends too a lot on your environmental conditioning, your childhood conditioning. Mm. You know, were you Mm. exposed to certain things Mm. as a child? Mm. Best thing I found that helped me was when I actually went through that door and I thought, now, why exactly do I feel guilty about this? Mm. Am I blaming myself for something, which I was? Because you're in the muddy waters, if you want to use Scorpio. Mm. You're in the muddy waters and you're on an axis of Scorpio and Taurus. Taurus has a lot to do with your self-worth. So that gets a pounding as Mm. well. In my notes here, I have to let it go. I said here, oh, if you? yes, then this, this, all this residual energy from the, I think the shadow side of Scorpio, you know, oh, definitely. to let it go. Mm. And and for me, that's uh, progesterone is one of those hormones that can help you do that. I'll just read what I've got here, so it gets me back on track. But thanks, Kez, that's wonderful. That's okay. So progesterone is a hormone that not only transforms your uterus into a baby haven. <laughs> But it also creates a feeling of sedation within the body. I've got here progesterone is very much like Taurus energy. Yeah. It slows the body down. Yes. It makes us crave comfort foods, soft cushions, and easy listening music. This is perfect. Lean into this feeling. Let go of all your pursuits. Believe me, they will be there next week to handle and the week after. So when we talk about ebbing and the flowing of the energies of the full moon and the new moon, to me, it's like the cycle of the moon that is in within, within us, especially those women who still have a cycle. It's the same thing over and over again. You will have no hormones. Then you have rising estrogen. Then you have a drop in estrogen. Then you have a, a rise in progesterone and a drop in progesterone and then another rise and then it's a fall. And when you ride the waves, life is so much better. Mm. Let's move on to week four. I have over the last 12 months have said over and over again that there is no week four. We talk about week four in the cycle, but women only have three phases in their cycle. But we talk about week four because we are very stressed out people and we always get PMS for almost a week sometimes. Some of us only get PMS for a day. Some of us don't get anything at all, especially if you're on the pill. But there are women out there who who do. And so we talk about week four simply because we don't, our progesterone levels don't stay optimum and they drop. And if you want to go back to previous blogs, you can understand why. And basically that's because of stress. That's all it is. Mm. Now, I want to talk about the throat. Yes. So, because Taurus rules the throat. Is that correct? That's correct. Thank you. (laughs) So, because Taurus rules the throat, we can incorporate the fifth chakra into this ruling equation. So the throat chakra is the bridge between the heart and the head. Mm -hmm. It holds a lot of traffic. It does. Conflicting traffic too. Yes, yes, between the head and the heart. Because you might be saying something, you know, like intellectually and you think, oh, well, they will want to hear that. But in your heart you're going, but I don't want to say that. You know, so there's this duality. Yeah, all the time. And it comes with age, but I've I've been really telling the truth a lot lately. Not to say that I've been lying all my life. (laughs) 
as if I lie all my life. I don't do that. But, but truth as in I'm a little bit calmer. So I go, hang on, something's rattled me. I'm, I'm not sure whether I, because I can feel it in my heart first. Mm. I know what the person wants me to say and I know what I want to say because I'm a chameleon and I like to dance around the truth and go, oh, hang on, yeah, that will, that will put me in good stead with that person. I know that. I'm 55. I know all the tricks. <laughs> But but it doesn't sit right with me and that's that's for when I start getting anxious and I start having a hot flush and I, I start coming up with colourful language and I go, hang on, well, why don't I just sit with this for a while? What is it that I don't – what is it that I do want to say? And, and the reason why I'm saying this about the fourth week is because when we're in PMS mode and when we're anxious and when we don't have our hormone progesterone – and that's dropping after day 21, we get into this this state of anxiety because we don't have our hormones and we get stress hormones, which is adrenaline and cortisone. They will mm. rise. We could actually perhaps tell lies and, and you're out of truth. Well, homeostasis, that's as they correct. say. Mm. Yeah. It's also the fifth chakra is where mercy, yes. judgment yes. and confession sits. I love that. Sacraments, yeah. So during this week, some of you may feel your PMS acutely, especially if your progesterone levels started dropping after day 21. If this is you, it is important to be mindful of the words you speak out loud and more important, the words that you utter to yourself because it's not about what we say to each other um, as well. So what we say to ourselves could also be a lie. We could. So in each circumstance, choose mercy. Always choose mercy when you're talking to others, when you're talking to yourselves. So Taurus energy, okay, when we spoke before, it's about gentleness, softness, and beauty. So when when you're talking about yourself, your only job, I believe, in this fourth week is to harness those qualities of gentleness, softness, mercy, beauty. And if you can't deliver that to other people with your voice and with your actions, there's no way in hell that you're going to be offering it to yourself. Oh, no, and vice versa. Exactly. So so this week, if you're prone to PMS, if you haven't got that under control, which you can get that under control, but that's for another time, then just offer yourself that beautiful terrene energy of mercy. So just to remind everybody too, Sue, that I did mention that Mars was in Scorpio opposing the full moon in Taurus. So that temptation to react, lash out, say first, think later. You don't have time to think. It's just instinctual. Just boom, it's Mm. out there. Just to remind people about angry words because you don't know, well, you can't take them back and you don't know how it's going to affect another person. But really, you turn in on yourself. So before you do lash out, you think, well, would I do this to myself? Just if you can, get away from them until that emotion subsides mm. i yeah. love that thank you <laughs> yeah. yeah okay listener um before we wrap up uh first of all thank you kerry for that thank you sue wonderful bit of all that information is wonderful we have some resources for you that we will be putting into the links but there's one one thing that i'd love to share with you it is the new financial literacy class that has been launched budgeting on the new moon what does this class offer first of all it's free that is the first thing. There are three meditations, an 85-day journal book, of which you would use one page for every single day for 30 days. There's a video tutorial with a step-by-step explanation of the budgeting system and the Excel spreadsheets. 
our 12 mini podcasts with the darling Kerry Hurrigan and myself talking about the new moon and her associated star signs in conjunction with the budgeting. So wherever you, whenever you budget, you should start on the new moon. When you review your budget, start on the new moon. There is a detailed Excel spreadsheet. And did I mention that it's for free? So it is, and it's remarkable. It's it's great, isn't remarkable. it? Remarkable. Yeah. It's incredible that, that you're giving this to people at the moment. Yeah, it's a fascinating journey. So I welcome you onto that um, course. It is private. You do have to sign up for it. And on the 4th of December, there will be a Facebook group, a live Facebook group on the uh, new moon in Sagittarius, which yes. will be opened. <laughs> And you will all be able to join me there. There'll be some live wow. content, some yeah. some other stuff. And every single new moon, there'll be some new content that will be coming out in that private Facebook group. So make sure you sign up for it. You will get an email from me. Yeah. That's perfect on the new moon in Sagittarius because one of the things about Sagittarius is truth and freedom. Well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Okay, listen, I thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it as always. And we will see you on the next full moon, Kerry. We will. And you're going to ask me when it is and I didn't bring that with me. That's okay. Okay. I can't. <laughs> I tried to work it out, but I thought, no, because I, I won't. No. Well, they can go onto the website and they can download the 2021 and the new 2022 full moon oh. and new moon and eclipses that's happening next year. So, And that's for free as well. Do I make any money out of this? No. <laughs> but you can donate yes. if you want to. There's a donation button. I encourage people to do that yeah. because it would be um, much appreciated by you and really it is quite remarkable that you that you have it available for people at no financial cost. Mm. Thanks, Kerry. Yeah. Thank you, listener. I'll see you in the next full moon. Bye-bye. Bye for now. <laughs>